right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of Roundabout Sports, presented by Interstate 70 Sports Media, where our passion is our profession. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am the maestro, Jeremy Carp. It is Wednesday, April 4th, or April 26th, and we are just one day away from the NFL Draft. And we're going to be talking about that later on. But first, I want to welcome our co-host this evening, the one, the only, Parker Bania. Parker, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good, Jeremy. How you doing? I'm doing okay. So we're going to kick things off this evening talking about Cardinals baseball and as well as um, some of the latest in the world of baseball in general. But then we are going to segue. Uh, Du Henson will be joining us this evening. We'll be talking some NBA playoffs, and he has some things he has to get off his chest. And then we have to preview the NFL draft later on because it is literally tomorrow on uh, April 27th. So, And and it will be in Kansas City. That's right. It's about, about two and a half hours from where I live. Yep, so it's not too far away. All right, so I think we're going to kick the show off. First off, folks, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, follow us on social media. The biggest thing first I do want to say, the latest developments in Cardinals baseball is actually that uh, rookie Jordan Walker for the Cardinals has been optioned to Memphis, to the Memphis Redbirds, and they signed Taylor Motter to a major league contract. Hmm. And so that the biggest thing now, Walker, one of the top young talents in the sport. Um, but unfortunately, ever since he had his record tying hitting streak, um, the past two weeks have been very dreadful. He has only hit uh, one. Yeah, he yeah, he's only hit one ninety two. Um, he's only had one extra base hit and he's had 18 strikeouts. Uh, overall, it is just a very rough thing to see. I know he's young, he's talented, and the sky's the limit for Jordan Walker. Yes, but you know, what was your initial reaction, Parker, to this news? I well, I know he hadn't been in the lineup the last few days, and I was kind of wondering what the heck was going on. And then, yeah, this, I mean, yeah, his. His disappearance from the lineup was kind of a mystery. It was. Um, and we were wondering what was going on. He wasn't really dealing with any injuries. No, um, no he wasn't. That's <clears throat> I can't say that I can't say that I was totally surprised by this because I still have to wonder if maybe they, he should have gotten a little triple A seasoning first. Well, and that's what I was gonna point out is you know. When they called Jordan Walker up this season, um, he's never – this is the first time he's ever been on a AAA roster. He's never yeah. been on the big league roster. Oh, I'm sorry. He's never been on the Memphis roster. Right. He went he straight from Double A Springfield up to the big leagues right away. They, right. they completely bypassed AAA. Um, now, in 119 games in Springfield – he hit. He had a slash line of 306, 388, and 510 um, overall, which was very solid. Um, yes. And that's a 908 ops. Right. And for those that are into the defensive metrics, he's gotten below average marks in his limited uh, 170 innings of MLB work as well. 
Um, and I think with the latest depth of outfield help the Cardinals have been getting, you know, I'm, I don't want to say that he's expendable because he's not. No, he's, 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 he's a highly touted prospect who is supposed to be a future star in this franchise. But when you take a look at what's going on with Jordan Walker and honestly, the Cardinals in general, you know, it, it pains to say, but there's nothing wrong with having him down there right now. Let's put it that way. No, there isn't. Because, you know, right now we take a look. It's, it's April 26th. It's only and the, the Cardinals are nine and 15 and they're seven games out of first place. They're three and seven in their last 10 games. Um, obviously that's not good at all. And you think, so we take a look at that, you know, this gives them a good chance to reset, kind of figure out who they have, what they're doing. Um, it, so that was the big news coming out today. Um, and it's interesting because, uh, I look at the St. Louis Cardinals right now, and this was this was not how this team was supposed to be heading into the season. And Cardinal fans are sick of hearing the word patience. However, well, that's just, just tough. The, it is what it is. Mosellock insists fans wait on the team. He says the one thing I'd ask from our fan base is a little bit of patience because we do think we have the talent to win. I remember quote, reading that. He said I read that yeah. Yeah, he said that yesterday. Um, on I'm sorry, Jeremy. I agree with him. You know, I'm in the middle of the road here because guess what? I, I get it. We need to be patient, but I mean, say the struggles continue into August. Are you still going to tell them to be patient? Well, of course not, point. but I don't think the struggles will continue into August. I'm sorry. I just, I, I have faith the in this. The pitching's been atrocious, first off. The pitching's been atrocious. Helsley gave up his first career walk-off home run last night, which stunned everybody in the loss against the Giants. Um, other than that, Dylan Carlson had a great game, making a big comeback, probably his best game of the year. Um, recently called up Paul DeYoung, has actually impressed, um, showing his worth again, at least for now. For we'll now. See how, we'll see how, how it lasts. Um, so... You know what? There's Brad is saying about fiery Marmo. I don't think he's the issue here. I don't either. Whenever you have a young coach or a young manager in any sport, it's always going to be different. But teams succeed all the time with uh, young managers. Look at uh, Sean McVay in the from the Los Angeles Rams. He won a Super Bowl at age 32. Right. So I don't feel that he's is big the issue. I think the issue is just overall leadership. And a lot of it ties into the fact that Molina's gone. You know, Yadier Molina, he could make anybody feel better when it comes to if they're struggling. Yeah. But And he was with the franchise for so long, he was able to establish that connection. But you got Contreras that's new to the franchise as well as most of these other guys that are new to the I, team. I think that could be, I think, I think that could also be at the root of the problem that Contreras is still continuing to adjust. Right. And, you know, like we said, we're, this is April and we're the first month of baseball is almost over and mercifully enough for the Cardinals sake. <laughs> but 
This is the worst 24-game start for the Cardinals since 1973. Yeah, when they went 81-81 and and almost took the NL East from the Mets. But let me tell you something. In 2023, 81-81 is not going to get you the division title. And especially no, not it's not. Central. No, 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 no. So, no. I'm just, I'm just I saying that right. the Cardinals have had the comeback in them before. That's oh, yeah. my point. I mean, look at 64. We were we were six out with like 12 games to play. Yeah. But of course it, it helped us that the Phillies collapsed. I mean, well, yeah, and, the, and and this is the thing. It's not we take into account that the um Cardinals have the talent to win. They do. Yes. The Cardinals yes, have the the Cardinals have the talent to win the National League. The problem is they're not executing to their potential. And that is what's hurting the team the most. That's what's hurting, you know, the whole franchise, the organization. The bullpen has been very inconsistent. You're not getting quality starts out from your your main guys. Um, the hitting has been very lackluster. They score 14 runs one game, and they've barely scored that many since. You know, so let's put it this way. If a pitcher's throwing a one nothing game, you need to be able to score some runs. Yes. But if a pitcher's allowing a lot of – or but if the hitting is scoring a lot of runs for you – you can't be allowing a lot of runs. That's right. The problem is all the things the Cardinals could be doing wrong, they're doing wrong. On top of a little bit of bad luck along the way. Well, that's what I think. I think, you know, I think it had It's a not bouncer. all bad luck though. No, but I think if a, if it a bounce if a bounce or two had gone our way, things would be different. This is the thing. I look at the rest of the outfield room that the Cardinals have. They got Tyler O'Neill, they got Dylan Carlson, Alec Burleson, Lars Newbar. Mm-hmm. Now that um Walker's sent down. Only one of yeah, them has yeah, even done anything this year. Only okay. one of them has done anything, and that's Newbar. Everybody right. else has been subpar. I mean, Carlson's only hitting 234 this year. Burleson has never been that consistent on the field or at the plate. And Tyler O'Neill, who I've praised and almost begged to have a comeback year this year, has done the complete opposite and continues to lose the faith of the Cardinal fans. And the only thing is uh, I would not freak out about Jordan Walker's demotion quite yet. I wouldn't freak out about it because you're just sending down a young guy. I'm not freaking out about Jordan Walker's demotion at all. Well, yeah, there's no reason to because it's just a chance for your 20-year-old rookie to get some more reps in the minors and then come up. Look, it was a bold enough move sending him straight from double-A. And he had some success, and he didn't have some success in the end, you know. So, but in the meantime, the guys you have on the big league roster need to start producing. I just looked it up. Tyler O'Neill is hitting 264. But at the same time, all right, let's put it this way. How many home not runs, how many RBIs, all right. how many uh, extra base hits, runners in scoring position, whatever his – that's the thing. You know, in a weird way, and I, I've kind of tried straying away from the whole thing about metrics, but at the same time, a 300 average could look great if all you're doing is hitting singles because yeah, you're still like- getting on base. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not getting, look at Walker the past, like I said, the past dozen or so games, he only has gotten one extra base hit and that was a double, you know, no home runs, no nothing. So I look at now Taylor Motter has joined the uh, MLB roster. He'll be at the middle infield alongside Brendan Donovan, Tommy Edmond, and Nolan Gorman, who's the primary designated hitter. And Paul DeYoung. And Paul DeYoung. Now, Motter's 33 years old, and he's appeared in seven games already this year. Hmm. Um, now, in his career, he's uh, he's batting 192 at the majors. Gee, who else do we know of that's hitting 192 in the majors? Difference is one of them's 20 years old and the other is not, uh, is 33 years old. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm very, uh, and, and this is nothing. Let me put it this way. Optioning Walker is not a reflection of his talent. It helps alleviate concerns about the production of the outfield. Um, and their and the concerns that they have defensively. That's what I look at it. That's how I view what optioning Walker is. It's saying we have enough faith in him to where we don't want to rush him and put him in. And plus, if you keep him in here for a full year, he's he's eligible for arbitration a year earlier than anticipated. Right. And so if it doesn't trying to out, they, service time. Right. Which. I'm not going to blame him for it's a smart strategy. So, and then we go to uh, the other side of the state. And. Oh, I thought we were going to Wayno first. Well, yeah, we should go to Wayno. So earlier today, now Adam Wainwright had himself a, uh, a rehab start in in Memphis or in Springfield. I'm sorry. Um, And. In his stint, he actually, you know, he went four and a third with seven hits, three earned runs, a Mm -hmm. walk, and a strikeout. He had 74 pitches, and 52 of them were strikes. Right. A lot of the pitches that, uh, a lot of the runs and the hits came off off off-speed pitches. Now, we don't know yet if he's going to have a third rehab outing. But a lot of people have been criticizing on top of, you know, they've been criticizing Wainwright as well um, for his struggles um, so far in his rehab starts. And this is what um, we got from Adam Wainwright, quote, looking forward to proving every last one of you underneath this thread wrong. Thanks for the motivation. There's a balance. Read the comments and get depressed or read the comments and put the war paint on. See you soon. Basically, he's telling the fans, basically, he's telling his critics to jump in the lake. Right. You know, and he's he's made it perfectly clear, you know, he's not backing down. He didn't come. He could have easily retired this year, but he's not. But he didn't. So, no, he didn't. And and there's a reason for that. You know, he. uh, Yeah. And I I do want to say. Uh, to quickly go back to the Jordan Walker, I did get one stat wrong. He struck out nine times in 28 plate appearances with only mm-hmm. one extra base hit. But anyway, yes, Wainwright, I think him coming back will be huge because if anything else, Adam Wainwright is a veteran leader, which is what the Cardinals are seriously lacking. Um, and 
you know, I look at how the uh, Cardinals are right now, and they're really lacking that true leadership, and I think this is a good chance to help out with that. Plus, I'd like, I'd like to see him get his five victories. Yeah, we're just he's just five victories away from 200. It would be exactly it would be wonderful to see. Um, so I wanted to uh segue now here on uh roundabout sports over to Kansas City because last night they lost in a one run game to the Arizona Diamondbacks in a five, ironically enough, a five, four defeat, which is the same score. The Cardinals lost to against the giants, but this mm -hmm. is the thing. The Royals went three for 10 with runners on scoring position and they stranded 10 on base. And after Edward Olivieras hit a home run, they stranded a pair in the first inning. Once again, Brad Keller, who they're expecting a lot out of, struggled. He exited. He only went four innings after four runs and six walks. At that point, he was already at 95 pitches. The first three innings, he walked the leadoff man. Um, I look at now Salvador Perez continues with uh, he drove in two runs. And Kyle Isabel, pinch hitting, drove in another. But meanwhile, we talk about how the Cardinals are nine and fifteen. The Royals are five and eighteen. And you know they continue. Um, and I'm sorry, this is actually from if I Monday's game. But nevertheless, I believe so the Royals. At, will, I believe the exactly. Royals will up today too. Yeah, the Royals shut out. They lost two to nothing against the Diamondbacks to, on uh, Tuesday. So basically, right now the Royals are just a complete mess, just like the Cardinals are. Um, right now, the Kansas City Royals, as of April twenty sixth, are six and nineteen. They are two and eight in their last ten. They are trailing in their division. I mean, they're trailing everybody. They're last, but they're right behind <clears throat> the White Sox, who are one and nine in their last ten. The big thing for me is they play better on the road than at home. They're five and seven at, on the road. They're one and twelve at home. It's not even May yet, and they've lost twelve home games. You only get eighty-one on the season. Yeah, and you've already lost twelve of them. Yeah, and actually, this season the Cardinals are getting seventy-nine. Yeah, that's true. The Cardinals are only getting seventy-nine because of the series at Wembley. Um, so, but they know, are, I, they are technically the home team for that series. They are the home team. They just only get 79 Bush stadium home games. Right. And honestly, at the rate they're playing, I don't think a lot of people are complaining. Um, so we'll see what happens. Wainwright coming back, you know, may make a big difference. Contreras has to really start stepping up. The bullpen has to start stepping up overall. The Cardinals need to play up to their potential because right now they're doing the exact opposite. They have one of the worst you know, records Gold, in the National I League. I don't recall. I saw Goldie's remarks on uh, KOMU with Ben Arnett, and he's basically saying, you know, we're going through a rough patch. It is what it is. We just need to get through it. Yeah. I mean, and that's the best way you can put it. And there's plenty of – there's. That's the only know, way you can put it. Sorry. 
The, no, I was saying there's only there's plenty of ways you can, but that's definitely the best one. All I'm saying is, if we get into the summer and it's not getting any better, there's gonna be a lot of calls for some people's names to be off that roster. Yeah, well, will will Nolan Arenado be one of those names? No. Arenado and Goldschmidt are are the main guys that are gonna stick around. Um, you don't think just, they'll you don't think they'll want to go to a contender? You know, the Cardinals in their own weird way are still contending, but they're just underperforming. There you go. So that's a great that's a great way to put it. Yeah, they're, they're not contending. Yeah, that's they're not hitting on it. all cylinders yet. Right. So. With that, folks, once again, thank you so much uh, for tuning in to Roundabout Sports, brought to you by Interstate 70 Sports Media. I'm the maestro Jeremy Carp alongside Parker Bania on this amazing Wednesday, April 26, 2023. April of Missouri. Absolutely. So we're going to – actually, we're going to do a little switcheroo because we still have you on, Parker. All right. We're going to be previewing the NFL draft. All right. With that, I'm, we're going to bring on Du Henson, who's been waiting for a while in the back. Okay. And he has a lot to bring to the table. And later on in the show, folks, uh, Andrew and I will be delving into some NBA playoff talk. And he has some things about the NBA he needs to get off his chest, too. So welcome to the show, Du Henson, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there he is. Yep, yeah, he's here. There he How's is, going, buddy. How you doing, Andrew? Hey, I'm Andrew, doing all right. How are you guys doing this fine evening? Good. We are Good. all right. So tomorrow <clears throat> night, night one, NFL draft, uh, 2023, and there's been a lot of rumblings over who's going number one. Um, if Will Levis goes number one, I'm chopping my head off. <laughs> And that was one of the uh, interesting mocks that I've seen. A lot of people have been talking about. Now, Charles Davis. Do you know the reason? Why? He was telling his family and his close friends that he was going to get taken number one overall. So he'd be be going to the Panthers. Well, it's interesting because now Charles Davis came out with his uh, latest mock draft. And he has Bryce Young from Alabama quarterback going to the Panthers number one he has Will Anderson Jr an edge rusher from Alabama going two. Mm. the next quarterback would be at four and that's CJ Stroud um and you know you're asking about Will Levis well Levis gets taken in his draft at number 12 to the Texans Right after the Titans, in his mind, take Anthony Richardson. Hmm. Now I was going to say, a, are, the, are the Titan are the Titans going to draft a quarterback to back up Tannehill? Because didn't didn't they just part ways with Malik Willis not too long ago? So the Titans have not parted ways with Malik Willis, but they reports are surfacing. They are very unhappy okay. with. Malik Willis. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that. And 
you know, I'm not going to lie. I can't exactly blame them because he's been very disappointing. Um, and the action you rock he's with seen, Malik Willis. Well, <laughs> apparently, well, the stats don't lie. Neither does the record. Um, I will say not having Ryan Tannehill help him out is definitely detrimental to him. Um, and that's not a Malik Willis fault. Um, no, that's a Bud Adams or, you know, or a Susan Adams or whoever yeah. the heck controls that team now. It's her fault. Um, now, I look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They're drafting right now. As of this moment, they are the 31st pick uh, because Miami had to forfeit their first-round pick. Oh, that's why there were only 31. Yeah. Um, so with that, there's only 31. And the Chiefs, they got – this is an interesting one. Charles Davis has Luke Musgrave, a tight end from Oregon State, a senior, being drafted. <clears throat> Why? What are your thoughts? So it says here they've got the the best tight end in football. (laughs) What do they? They have Noah Gray. Why? Well, this is the thing. It says, um, instead of focusing on the trenches, they take their shot on their future Travis Kelsey, who really stood out at the Senior Bowl and throughout the draft evaluation process. So in his mind, Senior Bowl that game nobody watches. Yeah. So in his mind that. the Chiefs are skipping over Noah Gray almost and just going right to uh, Luke Musgrave. Now, that's just, you know, one person's um, one in mind. Uh, opinion, or not, just... Yeah, it's just one opinion. Uh, believe it or not, um, I believe it was Arrowhead Pride that did a mock draft on Madden. Um, and... This one I do like. Uh, believe it or not, for the first round, they have them getting Anton, Anton Harrison, a left tackle from Oklahoma. That I can see more because, especially with Orlando Brown gone. And Patrick's you know, still going to need that protection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need your blindside set. And the Chiefs have always had an above-average offensive line, but they've never mm-hmm. had the best in the league. In, in Mahomes' career. They've never had the best, but they've had always an above-average one. Um, but things have been going a little different now with this offensive line because you take into account. So Andrew Wiley, the longtime chief, left to go to Washington. Um, Commanders? A, yep. Andrew Wiley you mean, that team, you mean that team that Jeff Bezos is going to buy? Hmm. Yep. Three-year deal. $24 million. <laughs> Um, and yeah, then Jeff, we get Jeff Bezos is going to be able to pay him too. Yeah. So right now, you know, you got Creed Humphrey leading the way, but overall, you know, you got Nick Allegretti, Blake Bell, you got Austin Ryder on this line, but I think they need to get a left tackle. Andrew, what do you think? I, you know, when you bring up Orlando Brown. I, I agree. Yeah, so do I. Because that was definitely the biggest – right? Believe it or not, Mahomes is acting like he's played in this league for 10 years already. You know, uh, I, I think they can land D-Hop too. I think D-Hop's going to – So that was also something – our very own Jeremy Housewright, actually uh, known as the good doctor around here, folks, he also – was 
hearing rumblings that the Chiefs were looking to potentially trade out the first round if it meant getting DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. The problem I see with that, look, I'm, and, and some people may not think this is plausible. That's fine. There's no way I see the Chiefs not drafting in the first round in their own home city. Yeah, no. <laughs> so the, the NFL they, draft is in <clears throat> Kansas City. I'm sorry. There's no way they're tear not. Union Station down brick by brick if they did that. Exactly. And it is just wild right now in Union Station in Kansas City. They're getting so ready for the draft. I don't see it to where they don't make a first-round pick. Now, I could see them easily trading a second-round pick, maybe even a third, maybe something for next year. But mm -hmm. if I am the Chiefs, I would definitely go with the strategy of going with getting a DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, Odell's already with the Ravens, so you lost out on a chance with him. Mm -hmm. But I think DeHop's the safer pick, too, mm -hmm. if if you trade for him. <clears throat> um, now, I, wonder, I wonder who's going to be our uh, Isaiah Pacheco this year. I mean, I'm talking – or steal. William. <laughs> we hit the jack come on, we hit the jackpot when we drafted him. I you know what? It, a part of it for me is less of a jackpot with Pacheco and more so of a bust in Clyde Edwards Elaire. There you go. That way. Yeah. Because Clyde was a bust. I'm at the point where I can label him as such. No, it, he was Chiefs great. No. Pacheco's <laughs> taking over the spot and he ain't gonna let it up. He need to quit uh, running so aggressive. He's scary. Yeah. Um, is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire gone? Is he that he and the Chiefs officially parted ways? I do not believe so. Let me double check. But it looks like Clyde is still with the Chiefs. But so technically, he's with them. He's just not figuring in their plans, if you will. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> now something came up here, Andrew, and I wanted to to. Uh, share this with both of you guys and we're going to go team by team obviously 32 teams in the nfl so i'm gonna you know just go one at a time here um nfl rookie watch on twitter has put out in a celebration of the draft every <coughs> team's biggest nfl draft bust since 2010 mm, that's crazy so we're gonna start oh, of course we're going alphabetically we're gonna start with the arizona cardinals and they had Josh Rosen. Yeah. And he did that Andrew, to me on purpose. Yep. That was the <laughs> first one. Andrew was not a fan of Josh Rosen. I was, and I was disappointed because I felt he got the short end of the stick when they went the very next year <clears> with the <throat> coach and everything and drafted uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um, with the Atlanta Falcons, it was Tack McKinley, who they drafted 26 overall. Mm -hmm. um, the Ravens were. Was Brashad Perryman 26? I was going to go with Kyle Bowler. Well, Kyle Bowler was before 2010. Remember, these are everybody oh, since 2010. Oh, oh, um, okay. So 2010 to now, so past four, 13, 14 years. For the Bills, it was a first-round quarterback by the name of E.J. Manuel. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they ain't no way you got <laughs> – yeah, so they and they drafted him uh, 16th overall. We love my boy EJ. Oh gosh, for the Panthers. Now was he out of football? Yeah, I, I don't believe EJ Manuel is playing football anymore. At least not in the NFL. Um, 
Yeah, he retired. Um, I feel like DJ Don't dog him. He was a – last time he was on an NFL roster was in 2019 on the Chiefs practice squad. But anyway, we're just going to go on now to the Carolina Panthers. We got star the Tuolele at 14th overall. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Now we got two wide receivers. This one for two teams. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, Andrew's got that. He's had he had a show it off. These guys, amazing card, folks. Be sure to go on Cards by Do if you have Instagram. Check out some of the amazing <laughs> stuff he's got in his collection EJ and even for sale. Game jersey swatch. Um, but no, we good. also for the Chicago Bears we have Kevin White, a wide receiver. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Seventh he, overall. He's, he could have been – oh, my gosh. We have John Ross for the Bengals, who was drafted ninth overall. Too fast. For Cleveland, and it's interesting because, you know, I want to ask Andrew because he knows how big of a Cleveland Browns fan I am. Who do you think it's going to be, Andrew? Hmm. Since Rick. 2010? Hold up. <clears throat> His name's right there. Who do you complain the most about? Who is um, Johnny Parker, Football? Who is a Johnny Football? Andrew says Johnny Football. Oh, Johnny Parker, Man- what do you think? Oh, Johnny Manziel from Texas, from Texas A&M? No. It's not Johnny. It's at number three overall, Trent Richardson. Oh, what about Baker Mayfield? Which is, no. No, he ain't no bust. No, no. <laughs> Baker's not a bust. Just – how about Tim Couch from Kentucky? No, 1999, remember Parker, oh, 2010. Um, <laughs> God, I'm going back to far. I could have said Johnny Football. Yeah. Well, and Trent Richardson had his good years were with the Browns. It was when he was traded away, his career went down under. But anyway, <laughs> exactly. we're gonna we're gonna go to, we're gonna go on now. Hang on, guys. A head case. We're going down to uh, Morris Claiborne on the Dallas Cowboys hmm. at sixth overall. Oh. Should say Dak Prescott. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Paxton Lynch, 26 overall for the Denver Broncos. Really? Wow. I should have been Drew Locke. Yeah, it could have been Drew Locke too. I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. Um, Jeff Okuda, third overall for the Detroit Lions. I it's disagree. Too early. I disagree with that. That's, That's too, too early. early. That is too early of a call. Yeah. He's he's still young. Let me tell you something. Like I'm offended. Oh, Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda is 24 years old. He got I mean, traded. Now, if you want to say his Lions career was disappointing, sure, but he got traded to the Falcons now. He's, you know, it's time for a resurgence. Change but anyway, scene. we're going to go to the Green Bay Packers. Now, Andrew, we already know your favorite team is the Packers. In your opinion, Parker, we're going to go with Andrew. Of course. Andrew first. Opinion, the biggest draft bust for the Packers since 2010. Kevin King. You got Kevin King. Parker? So do I. You got Kevin <laughs> King? Yep. Um, although, although, it is not think, Kevin King. I think the jury's still out on Jordan Love. We'll see how that plays well, out. But it's that's not, not fair if they say Jordan Love. <laughs> no, it's no, no, not. I, think I said the jury's still out on him. Yeah. yeah. Right now, drafted first or drafted in the first round, 26 overall in 2013 by the Green Bay Packers. That Tony Jones. Hmm. 
In, I'm still yeah. going to put Kevin King. You can put Kevin King, but uh, Jones only had has ten career sacks, and yeah, eighty nine total <clears throat> tackles. I'll punch through a brick wall because of Kevin King. Yeah, that might be. Um, Houston. Have you ever been to a Packer game? Andrew, have you ever been to a Packer game? Uh, I've been to um a Packers Rams game. I mean, in Green Bay. Nah. Oh, okay. We're hoping one, one day. day. Um, all right, we got the green or uh, the Houston Texans, Jadavion Clowney. Wait, uh, that is first overall <laughs> pick, Jadavion Clowney. Wow, that is bold. That is. It's. That's I don't like that one. I mean, I know he's not in Houston anymore. Where is he now? Well, he just was in Cleveland, but he's no longer on them either. Uh, oh, man. But, wow. that Let's really look at this. So I don't want to look at it. You know what? Okay. Oh. I'm going to tell you. You know what? All right. Here we go. I might give them this. So, first off, since 2010, these are their picks. Kareem Jackson in 2010. J.J. Watt. Whitney Marcellus, DeAndre Hopkins. Did you say Jadavion... Whitney Marcellus? Yeah. Or Whitney Marcellus. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Davion Clowney, Kevin Johnson, Will Fuller, Deshaun Watson. Then and he's, he's playing for you in Cleveland now. Yep. They didn't have a pick in 2018. Um, Titus Howard. And then they went two years without a first round pick. Now, and then they got Derek Stingley Jr. and Kenyon Green. Honestly, where was, uh, where was Simone I, Biles' hubby drafted? Um, uh, thought he was in Houston too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say he's on the Texans as well. Yes, he is. Um, Missouri Western uh, alumnus. Oh, is he from here? He's from St. Louis. So, oh, but, yep. Um, anyway, <laughs> so we go back now to our interesting uh, list. We got Bjorn Werner from the Colts, or Bjorn Werner from the Colts. Jaguars have Luke Jokel, second overall. The Chiefs, Eric Fisher, first overall. Oh, wow. Um, Chargers, Corey, oh, I'm sorry. Va- Raiders, Klein Farrell. Uh, Keelan Farrell. Chargers okay. have Corey Lugit. Uh Rams have Greg Robinson. Oh Lord have mercy. I remember. Wait, where was Henry Ruggs drafted? <sighs> Henry Ruggs was a I thought he was a first rounder too. But I can double I like we can double check quickly. Henry Ruggs was drafted in the first round as well. He was drafted 12th. That's their biggest push. Yeah. Um <laughs> Oh, they oh this you might actually get upset soon, Andrew. So we're gonna go Deion Jordan for the Dolphins. What about Tua? No, not yet. Uh, Matt Khalil with the Vikings, Nikhil Harry for the Patriots, hmm. Stefan Anthony for the Saints, Eric Flowers for the Giants. Yes. Definitely. This is where I think you might get upset. Uh oh. Jets. Zach Wilson. 
for the Jets. How long has he been in the league? What year was he drafted? I want to say 2019 or 2020. He's not been in the league. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been in the league that long. 20, oh, wait a minute. No, he was drafted in the 2021 NFL draft. Oh, wow. So exactly. This... No. Like yeah, I that's... said, I knew you'd be upset. That's what early. Say? That's early. heck out of here with that blasphemy. So, <laughs> Eagles, Jalen Rieger. Um, Steelers, Devin Bush. San Francisco has Solomon Thomas. Mm -hmm. Um, the Seahawks, LJ Collier. Ooh, ooh, these next two, Andrew, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jameis Winston, and for the tennis, and for the Tennessee Titans, Marcus Mariota. I I agree with that one. Let me tell you something. How many times did uh this man lead the league in passing yards? Yeah. James Winston? James? You know what? How many times did he lead the league in interceptions? Look, we're not talking about that. But we have to talk about <laughs> I know. that. <laughs> I know. But Look, I do I agree with Mariota. Yeah. Yeah, I can get Mariota, you Mariota disappointed. But although he is probably one of the best backups in the league now. Where um, is he now? Isn't he in Philadelphia now? I thought he went to Philadelphia. I no, gosh darn it, where did he go? I know he was with the uh yeah, he's with the Eagles now. So, so he, 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 is, he is still with the Eagles yeah. now. Okay. Last but not least, the Washington Commanders, Josh Doxson. I swear I was ready to hear RG3. No. And you know what? Good on them for not. Out of rage. <laughs> I don't think RG three was. I don't think RG three was bad in Baltimore. RG three wasn't necessarily bad anywhere. He just lingering he just injuries. Piss poor blocking led to lingering injuries. That's the problem. What about what about Hopkins, the quarterback the Commanders drafted, or? When, when they were the Washington, whatever the hell they were. Speaking of Washington, what if Washington had Dwayne Haskins? Oh, is that who you're that's talking the, about? That's the one. Parker, that's Dwayne the one. Haskins? Yeah. What, where is he? Oh, my gosh. So, Dwayne Haskins sadly passed away. What? Uh, yeah. He was in Dwayne, uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Wait, Dwayne so Haskins. He's no, he's no longer of this world? No, no, sadly he's not. He passed away April 9th of last year. He uh Yeah, he was fatally struck by a vehicle down in Florida, but yeah, he was after his Washington career, he signed with Pittsburgh. Um, yep, yeah, and oh. poor thing was only 24 years old. It's so sad to hear cuz once again, another talented quarterback that dealt with too many injuries. Well, that's what we've got with uh, Tua right now. Yeah, and, two, and Tua's is the fault, once again, of the Miami Dolphins management. I mean, he's, um, it seems like every other game he's blessed. Well, he said he almost was going to retire, too. Keep in mind, mm -hmm. Tua did say he was going to retire. He was close to it. And I wasn't going to blame him. That? What? He's still talking about retirement? No, he's he decided to come back, but at one point... 
he was very well considering with two was good. Yeah, I remember time. that. And I don't blame him. Why, you know? <clears throat> no. I mean, if you're being used as a tackling dummy every other snap. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's not exactly pleasant. Nobody ever wants to see themselves doing something like this. No, not exactly. Yeah, I agree. So with the NFL draft starting tomorrow, we take a look at I wanna I wanna go, Parker, we'll start with you. Who do you think's going number one overall? Ooh, that's a tough one. Hmm. <clears throat> well, I know I know that I know Carolina's looking to draft a quarterback. So who is who was that one you mentioned? Davis? Charles Will Davis? Levis? Oh, Charles Davis. That was the guy that did the mock draft. Um, right. But what I'm saying is the – I say Bryce of, Young. You say Bryce Young? Yes. That's who I was going with too. I feel like either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud because those are the safe bets. Bryce Young the extreme, is more talented than C.J. Stroud, but C.J. Right. Stroud is more careful than Bryce Young. C.J. Stroud has size. Exactly. To me, Bryce Young is just another is going to be just another Kyler Murray. Like <laughs> no Anthony Richardson in the conversation. <laughs> you know, I think his stock's really fallen. Mm-hmm. It's in, and it's interesting too that no, it's it Carolina has. definitely is Carolina dead set on drafting a quarterback. Oh, they have yeah, to one hundred percent. They've done enough moves in free agency to build guys <clears> around <throat> them. Now, like, you know, my mom, my mom lives down in Charleston, South Carolina, and she's a hardcore Panther fan, and she's getting a little impatient. Well, she's. I got Bryce that, Young number one. Yeah, so you know that Bryce Young. Well, folks um, that are tuning in, please sure to tell us who you think is going to be number one overall as well. Andrew, what were you saying? And a big one, I got, I got, um, number eleven. I think Tennessee drafts a number eleven. I think they take. Anthony Richardson, if he's still there, I can see it. Well, you, you, think, look, be, you think he might be gone by the time they cook, they're on the clock? No, I think he's going to be there. Well, let's take a look at um, <clears throat> the teams that need quarterbacks that draft before number eleven. Okay, so you got the Panthers and the <clears throat> Texans. Um, well, hang on, let me. Um, Go back to what I was looking at earlier. Hang on one second. There we go. So it looks like, yeah, the, oh, hang on. I'm sorry. Okay. The Panthers, it looks like they're going to go for a quarterback. I can see the Texans actually not going for a quarterback. I think they want to stick with Davis Mills one more year. It doesn't Also, work. the Texans have another first-round pick early, don't they? Yes. They got two first-round picks, one because of the Deshaun Watson trade. And what so their other pick? Their other pick comes in at number 12. So they got the second mm -hmm. and 12th picks in the draft. Woo! So what did now, the Browns have in the first round? They don't have a first round pick. The twelfth pick is going to Houston. That would have been oh. the Browns pick. Okay. But anyway, yeah. what we get? So what we got? I see the Texans not drafting a quarterback at two, but so far one's off the board. Cardinals, 
they're not getting a quarterback. They need they need O line help. They need mm-hmm. a lot of help. Um, the Colts, anybody but a quarterback, would be a bad move. And oh, they're yeah. either taking whoever's left between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Yeah. So I think they're going to take C.J. Stroud at this point. Um, Seattle's not going to get well, Matt a Ryan's done. Matt Ryan's done with the Colts, basically. Um, Seattle's not drafting a quarterback. Detroit's not drafting a quarterback. Vegas isn't. Um, Vegas isn't? I don't think Vegas is going to. They got Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy. Jimmy. They got that Jimmy. That's right. The Raiders are going to be drinking (laughs) the Jimmy G Kool-Aid now. They are. Mm -hmm. And that, see, that's the thing. They got Garoppolo, so they don't got to worry. In their at least in their mind. Um, number eight, you got the Falcons. Falcons ain't they need defense. They don't need no quarterback. They already got their future guy, Desmond Ritter. I've been telling so, y'all. I've been telling y'all. So then you got number nine, the Chicago Bears. This is so obvious. If you're the Bears, get an offensive lineman, man. Back up Justin Fields. Everybody's throwing smoke screens saying they're gonna draft a quarterback. Justin Fields is the Bears guy. He showed tremendous improvements last year. It, there's no way that Justin Fields. I'll tell you what, this year's his make or break year. It is, but that guess what? It's Kyler Murray's make or break year too. Should be. <laughs> um, now we're gonna. So I Kyler, now we get. I wonder if Kyler Murray should have stuck with baseball. Yeah, maybe the A's wouldn't have to go to Vegas. Um, <laughs> anyway. We look at number 10 overall, but they got the – now listen to this. You know Miles Sanders is no longer on the Eagles. Uh, if you say Bijan. They got – Charles Davis has the Eagles getting Bijan, Bijan Robinson from Texas. Oh. A lot of people saying he's slipping heavy. I think he's going to slip, but I still think he'll be in the first. Oh, yeah, he's 100% going in the first round. But like, I can see mad. him falling down because <laughs> it's all about team needs. Philly How many needs, rounds are there total? There's seven rounds total. God, there used Look, to be 17. Yeah, there used to be a long NFL draft. Thank God we don't got to deal with that right now. Um, and then, Andrew, what you were saying, you had the Titans getting Anthony Richardson, which Charles Davis does. Oh. Um, the Texans, at number 12, they got getting Will Levis, which at this See. point, at this point, that's all who's left. Hendon Hooker? They're not getting hooker. <laughs> They're not. Not even. No. No way in hell. I will send like a live video on the media page on Facebook if they draft uh, Hayden Hooker over Will Levis at number 12 tomorrow night. You know what? I'm going to speak into existence. Okay. You do that. <laughs> now, here we go for number 13, the Green Bay Packers. Who are they getting? Give me my receiver. You know who I want. It's give the guy my from Ohio, Ohio State, State in it. Uh huh. Give me my boy. And that's who Charles Davis mm-hmm. has going there. Yeah, that's who I want. That's I've been telling the, you for that's it. The buzz I've been hearing too. <clears throat> All right. So question for months. Trivia. Trivia. I'm gonna let both of you think about this, and you each get one guess. Who is the last first round wide receiver the Packers drafted? Have they ever drafted a receiver in the first round? Yes. <laughs> but. Yeah. Let me 
think about this? Wasn't Devontae Adams? Nope. Second. Nope. Lofton? Nope. No, he wasn't even a Packer originally, was he? Yes, he was. Oh, he was. Well, yeah, but he wasn't. It. Let's put it this way: it was after Lofton, but before uh, you were uh, a follower. Mm. Anybody know? Was it Donald Driver? Nope. No. All right. Well, to keep the there it is. Christian got it. Javon Walker. 20th overall in 2002. Oh, he says Waller, Walker, but I'm sure he meant Walker. Oh, okay. Javon Walker, <clears throat> 2002 NFL draft. He was drafted at 20th overall. Wow. The last first-round wide receiver <clears throat> the had. Because remember, Aaron Rodgers never had a first-round wide receiver. Mm. He had first-round caliber wide receivers, just not – A whole bunch first, of them. Just not a first-round <laughs> wide receiver. Um <clears throat> and yeah, remember, the the offensive had, remember the Packers had Tony Mandridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now Aaron Rodgers has the uh defending offensive rookie of the year on his team, as well as defensive rookie. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, my bad. No, no, I, wonder what, I wonder what games against the Bills are gonna be like with the Jets now. <clears throat> That's gonna be hectic. There's one thing I want to say, and this this I, I would love to see this because it's the type of things that stories that make me love football or sports in general, honestly. If you say it, I swear. At number 17, you had the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Pittsburgh Steelers definitely need some defensive help. I would love that. You look, everybody knows I can't stand Pittsburgh, but if they go for and get. Joey Porter Jr., Penn State corner, I will not complain because his father left the legacy in Pittsburgh, so why not bring the son aboard? That's tough. I would love to see it. Um, Plus, he went to Penn State. so Yeah, exactly. You're getting an in-state guy and a legacy. <laughs> now, one of the top receiver prospects from the draft, <clears throat> Jordan Addison. Uh, mm-hmm. projected I wouldn't mind to go taking tw- him either. Projected to go 25th to the Giants. Ooh. This is a this is a bold one because you look at the Giants. First off, Saquon still hasn't signed his franchise tag. No. And they just and, lost and, they just lost a receiver. Yeah, they just lost a receiver, and they just got a big time contract unloaded to Danny Dimes, who's now Danny Dollars. Um, and and so I look at the Giants situation. They'll need, I mean, Daniel Jones is going to need to earn every penny of that big contract. Yeah, because he's he's taking some cap hits on this team. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's lost two big receivers in the last two years. Exactly. So, and to us now, if I now this one. Okay. Here here we go for the look of the Bengals. The Bengals pick at 28. Yes. Now a lot of people are thinking that they might actually go for a running back. If if Robinson drops that far, 
but they might yeah, also go for a Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. Now, speaking of running backs, what is Samaj P. Ryan's gone? What is the latest on Joe Mixon's legal situation? Honestly, I don't I mean, think we have a report on it at all. Yeah, no updated news on it. It's just it's still limbo it's still status. Out there. Yeah. And oh, it's still hanging over his head. He's just right. Um, I'm still stunned that they got the that Charles Davis has the Chiefs getting a tight end in the first round. I can't get over this right now. I don't like that. I don't either. I don't see it. So I look at (sighs) um, USA Today, they have them getting Felix Anundike Uzama. A defensive edge rusher. Say say that five times fast. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, most mock drafts have him in the mid, you know, twenty-five to forty range. He's six-three, two hundred fifty-five pounds. Um, he was a Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year in twenty twenty-two. Nineteen sacks, eighteen total, eighty-eight total pressures at nice. Kansas State. So, um, let's see him teaming up with Nick Bolton. Yeah. I want Parker Andrew, both of you to listen to this and everyone tuning in. They are there's rumors. Remember, we talked about the Chief, the Chiefs possibly trading mm-hmm. in an effort to get maybe uh Dia Hop. But <clears throat> this trade here from Sports Illustrated has the Texans getting the 31st overall pick, a 2024 first, and Two more picks in the 2023 draft, picks 249 and 250, for the 12th overall pick. What? And the Chiefs would use that pick to draft Jackson Smith from Ohio State. I was going to say, they almost have to use that. One pick ahead of the Packers. Oh. Who would we draft with that 12th pick? God? Yeah. Like the thing of it is, the sad reality I could see that happening. That's not exactly out of the idea. The question <laughs> I could see the Chiefs <clears throat> doing something to get a re- <laughs> the second you said 12, I got bitter because you knew the because... thought of it. Well, look, this is how I look at it then, and I feel like the Packers might have a, a plan for that because I feel like if they don't, they're gonna just get Jerome Addison or Jordan Addison. Yeah, I'll take Addison. So it's either going to be Jackson Smith or they're going to get Addison, I feel like. Either one, any other pick than that. Now, is there a possibility that the Chiefs could use that 12th pick to get Addison? They very well could. Um, well, a lot you know, could come into play. A lot's going to come into play between now and tomorrow. And if you get Addison, well, then Jackson Smith is going to go to Green Bay, most likely. Because, look, the Jordan Love era is underway in Green Bay. And they're going to need all the star-making players they can get. They already got guys in the backfield, but they need guys on the outside. Because I'm just going to tell you right now, who they have is not going to get the job done at wide receiver. Um especially considering one of their leading receivers has already gone to the Jets where their former quarterback went. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I look at that and then, you know, we, the chiefs have once again, the 31st, um, there's, there's so many possibilities. Yeah. And, you know, we look, 
once again. Now, here's another interesting one. Dewan Jones, offensive tackle from Ohio State. You know, get another offensive lineman. You know, because you lost, you lose Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown a free agency. Okay. Now, you signed Jawan Taylor to a big-time contract, so he's going to be a starter. With the with the price tag they paid. I like the idea of getting Harrison. Uh, which Harrison? Anton Harrison. Oh, Anton. Yeah. Harrison's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and... <clears throat> Uh, Draft Network has them projected to get not just Dewan Jones 31st overall, but at 63rd overall, get that uh, Felix Uzama edge rusher from K-State, which right there solves two big issues, defensive line and offensive There was was one mock draft I saw. The Chiefs were supposed to get some guy named Carter from – I don't remember what his first name was. Jalen Carter? They were supposed to get some guy named Carter from Army. Oh, interesting. Yeah, duh, he can't play for you for six years. Right. Um, and we got, I'm going to take an overall pick. So I want to take one more. And once again, I want to pull up a couple more mock drafts before we move on in the show. Okay. Um, once again, they got the Chiefs getting Felix, Yunudike Uzama. And this is from, um, I believe, kshb.com um and from bleeding green nation uh which is basically the fan sided eagle site um they do have the chiefs getting let's see ooh this is interesting they got the chiefs getting zay flowers from boston college hmm. Hmm. so it's we'll nice. see how it plays out <clears throat> i'm ready I'm ready to. Yeah, so, we, we better not draft no bull jive. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Parker, we're going to have you back on the show shortly. We got some NBA talk to get into. So, we'll see you in just a little bit, my friend. Sounds good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Roundabout Sports. For those tuning in, I'm the Maestro Jeremy Carp alongside uh, Du Henson, our big time basketball expert. Now, there's something, Andrew, that you've been wanting to get off your chest in regards Hmm. to especially what's been going on in the NBA playoffs as of late. Um, And you had sent me, first off, there was one involving Jason Tatum that occurred on Tuesday, April 25th. Um, (laughs) And I want to say before we get into that quickly, did you hear about Anthony Edwards? I think it's a stretch. Before you before you even tell, I think it's a stretch. I don't agree. So, I think it's bull jive. So for for those that don't know, Anthony Edwards is uh being cited, cited. for an assault charge. Isn't it two counts he, of triple of third degree yeah. assault? I mean? So it says he's being cited for third degree assault after he allegedly swung a chair that struck two me two female employees following the team's loss to the Nuggets. Um, and they were in Denver when it occurred, but Edwards, after they lost the game, headed to the locker room and swung a folding chair, apparently injuring the employees. The injuries were not at, serious. Go ahead. If you if you're to look at the video, it's very pixelated. Yeah. Every video I've seen is very pixelated and looks edited in a way. Just yeah. saying. Um, and this is the thing. 
If convicted, Edwards faces jail time and a fine of up to $1,000. Um, the case, the court date in Denver is scheduled for June 9th, and it's a class one misdemeanor in the state of Colorado. So we'll see what happens. Um, and yeah, so I wanted to get that out there, but you, this is your floor. You go on with what you got to say on the NBA right now. But first, let me preference. I know I, I'm from St. Louis. I know I'm a Celtic fan. But why does the NBA referees hate Jason Tatum so much? They give him the dumbest technical fouls I've ever seen in NBA history. The dumbest. I just wanted to say that. Now, these referees are getting on my nerves with the technical fouls they're calling, the ejections they're giving. Like, do you know how many ejections we've had this and the amount of stupid fouls? Like, I don't even understand what exactly is going on in the NBA right now. And then the injuries on top of everything just – it's like I want to watch basketball, but it's hard to watch basketball. Well, yeah. Um most definitely on that. I look at what's going on with the NBA. First off, the ejections are definitely outrageous. We, You and I have seen enough playoff basketball. And another thing. Wait a minute. Can we talk about the fact that back in the finals, when it was Golden State and Cleveland, when Draymond hit LeBron in the groin, he got suspended for a game? Okay. Can we talk about how Dylan Brooks didn't? That's true. I'll wait. I'll wait. And a big update for everyone, the Golden State and the Kings game, De'Aaron Fox is expected to play. Wow. With a broken hand. Well, in a weird way, why wouldn't you? I mean, first off, I yeah. I mean, it is the playoffs, and it's the Kings' first playoff appearance since, like, 06 or something. But at the same time, like, <clears throat> that is crazy to think about, playing with a broken mm-hmm. hand. In a game that literally you need your hands. <laughs> so, so what's your take on all the stuff going on in the NBA with the refereeing? Let's not talk about injuries right now. Let's talk about just that. The, the injuries just it's just it happens. It's sports. It's ridiculous um, how much though. Yeah, but at the same time, I look at I look at the officiating. And I think they're very being they're pitter pattering. They're very nitpicky and almost petty to the point where they'll just they're just calling anything and everything. This mm-hmm. is how I look at it. As an official, there is this level of respect though that we as fans give have to give. Mm-hmm. But because it, it is a hard job, you know. For example, like Hollywood, James Knox, you know, in Hollywood, we're, we love you, man. We're thinking of you. As always, you know, he's an umpire. He's a baseball umpire. And he has expressed a lot of times about, you know, the grind that you as an official has to do, go through, whether at the collegiate level or the pro level. Yeah. Th- that said, you know, that's that old saying, with great power comes with great responsibility. Well, a lot mm-hmm. of these refs are irresponsible. <laughs> I mean, they make some very piss poor calls. And I think what you said summed it up was that it makes the game hard to watch. Yeah. 
you know, a team being undisciplined is different than refs being erratic. If a team is undisciplined, that's a coaching thing. That's a mental thing. They need to work on that. But if the refs are, yeah, big time. But if the refs are just out there calling fouls on everything, and of course in the NBA there's enough flopping around that you think it, that they're fishing, they're up from. Um, I mean, who was it on the Suns that held the wrong shoulder after Russ knocked into him? Who was that? Yeah. For those who don't know, there was a guy on the Suns, and I forget his name, and I'm sorry that I do, but he got bumped into by Russell Westbrook, and Russ got a flagrant, and what ended up happening? The guy was on the ground holding the, the wrong shoulder, the opposite shoulder that got hurt. <laughs> so, yeah, great, great, you know, story right there, folks. Really to show But a big shout out to Russell Westbrook, man. He did everything he could. We'll see you next year, buddy. Yep. Um, There's there. You want to talk about injuries? Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were out that series. Hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know. And I think it's also, and I I know you didn't really want to delve into the injuries for a second, but it's not even just the amount of them. It's just about who. You only in the past. Look, hang on. In the past two minutes, you mentioned Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and uh, De'Aaron Fox all suffering major injuries. <laughs> and while the the jury's out on what's going to happen with the Kings now, look at what happened to the Clippers. You know, um, the injuries are just astronomical in the NBA There's right one. now. You know, you look at what's going on, and uh, I don't know. It's been it's been a rough playoffs to watch so far. Mm-hmm. It really has. And Parker is about five minutes away from being correct because the Knicks are beating the Cavs, and if the Knicks win, they will advance. Um, and I know I made the bold pick. This was bold. It wasn't my official that that the Cavs would uh win win actually make it to the finals, but. You know, bold thought. So, nevertheless, over besides the officiating, besides the <coughs> um, plethora of injuries, what has really stood out to you um, with the NBA playoffs thus far? Hmm. What really has stood out to me? Hmm. To be honest, I feel like superstar play is not at its best right now. Really? Overall. So you feel like it's the guys that are usually the the big-time stars that aren't doing their part? There's some out there, but they're not doing it consistently. Who do you? What superstar do you feel has been the biggest disappointment in the playoffs for their team thus far? Hmm, well, that's a question. I'll tell you mine, and I know this. Their this series might be over in a few minutes from this episode, but 
as of April 26th at 8.12 Central Time, to me, the biggest disappointing star player, Donovan Mitchell. Knew you are going to say it. Knew you are going to say it. Because Donovan Mitchell had a record-setting season. Mm-hmm. And was one of the biggest bright spots on this Cavs team and, and in the whole East. And he has had near career worst playoff point levels right now. So, and to me, do you want to know who I thought Don- you were going to say? Who? Anthony Edwards. No, because you know what? This is the thing. This is what's interesting. And I know it's different <laughs> in basketball than it is in other sports. Because in basketball, you trade for somebody. Right then and there, they're the star. There's mm-hmm. not much development in basketball. Yeah. That's why, honestly, picks do get thrown around so much. I love to criticize that fact, but they do because it doesn't matter. It's a two-round draft, and they don't, you know, there's not – you don't sit behind guys for as many – for years on end, you know? There's not going to be a moment where somebody sits behind LeBron James the way Jordan Love sat behind Aaron Rodgers, you know? Can I just say something? Speaking of injuries, Julius Randle is doubtful to return. Oh man. If the Knicks win, that's a big uh that's a big blow to them for the next round. Come on, man. Come on, but, man. Like But I will bruh. say the the reason I won't say Anthony Edwards is the biggest is the biggest disappointment thus far, because the jury's still out on him as well. Look, he's mm-hmm. young. I don't consider him a big time star yet. I think of him as an up and coming star. And that might be facing a, uh, an assault charge. No. Um, but no, I look at Anthony Edwards and I say to myself, look, he had some really great moments in this playoff series. You wouldn't think it considering how bad the series was, but he did. Yeah. But at the same time, the Wolves had little to nothing to offer in competition to Denver. I'm sorry. It was a mismatched series, which is why it annoyed me when they won that one game and when the fans were chanting Wolves in seven, because I'm sorry, there was no way that was going to happen. I almost want to say John Morant. Ja's just been one big head case the past few months. The one, the one player I won't let you say is Giannis, though. No, because Giannis got hurt. Mm-hmm. Another injury. You, you can't, and that's a big injury. That might be the like biggest injury to a team. Is the Bucks without Giannis, and that, and that's what I'm getting at. Like as far as players who've been healthy, who've been in there consistently, biggest one by far has been. Uh, Base disappointment is to me at this point Donovan Mitchell or you know who is another one. There's been so many star injuries, you know. Um, do you want to do you, you want to say James Hart? Uh, James Harden's been disappointing. No, not really, not because really. he kind of, <clears throat> but at the same time. He's not another big injury is Victor Oladipo. Yeah, Victor Oladipo got dealt with got dealt with a big blow. 
Kyle Anderson got hurt. Yeah. I don't know. Um. So I look at where we're at. In the Joel NBA Embiid also got hurt. Joel Embiid also got hurt. And Joel Embiid, in your mind, is the front runner for the MVP. If he's not the MVP, something's wrong. I mean, I don't. I'd be hard pressed to think Jokic is going through back to back to back. <clears throat> but yeah, MG, MG, MPGA has been playing. He's been playing pretty well. Yeah, he's been doing well for the Nuggets. Um, Inconsistent, but he's been playing well. We'll take what we can get. So with that, we're going to bring Parker back on as we begin to kind of wrap things up here on Welcome back. Roundabouts. Thank you. Thank you. So, Parker, I know you're happy about the Knicks right now. Like I said, as of the airing of this, um, it's two and a half Mm. to go, 188. Yep. Knicks are up. I just um, say something about the Knicks. Go for it. Go let's for go it. Kings. No. Nah. How about let's go Warriors? No. <clears throat> so, speaking of the Knicks, I told everyone Jalen Brunson was going to be a star when he got drafted. Mm-hmm. I said, "There's no way you let the National Player of the Year go in the second round." I told mm-hmm. everyone, and then when when Dallas let him go, I said they made a mistake. <laughs> he was good the other day. Mm-hmm. He's the re- he's one of the biggest reasons they're in the position they are. Yeah. Did I not, Jeremy? Did I not tell you Jalen Brunson you, was the one you to did watch? Tell me. Uh, yeah. Sp- mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's weird to me how often, <clears throat> of all the years I've known Andrew, how often he does get things right when it comes to players <laughs> to watch out for. And then there's ones like Hamadou Diallo, and then you know you realize everybody Leave makes me mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> then you realize everybody makes mistakes. <clears throat> Do you remember my uh, Florida boy I was right about? Uh, which one? This football, though. Oh, Jalen Phillips. Yeah, Jalen Phillips. Hey, I was right about Nick Bolton. Dude's a stud. So mm-hmm. I, I just, so, knew, I did not want Green Bay to take Nick Bolton. <laughs> well, thank you for that. You know what the funny thing is? He didn't want the Packers to take uh, AJ Dillon either, and this is what happened. And now he's better <clears> than Aaron Jones. Yeah, I think Nick Bolton's fine where he is. As a runner, yes. As a mm-hmm. as a multi-dimensional athlete, no. But he is a better runner. <clears throat> I, I like better... Nick Bolton in Kansas City. You what? I like it too. I, I like him in Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah. Because um, at the time, that's not what we needed. Hometown pick. Yeah. And hometown it's really pick. helped the Chiefs a lot. <clears throat> I was so mad oh, yeah. when we drafted AJ Dillon, though. Oh, man, I almost punched something. <laughs> well, folks, so tomorrow night, so... Uh, Thursday, April 27th, it's the 2023 NFL Draft, and it will take place at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll be able to find it on NFL Network, on ESPN. It's the three-day, seven-round event, and it for the first time in draft history, it's going to be held in good old Kansas City, baby. Um, <clears throat> and it's crazy because first draft was held all the way in Philadelphia back in 1936. All these years later, I mean, it we're was talking for a lot of years. 87 years this draft has existed, and it's now going to Kansas City. So I can remember back in the day, it used to be in New York all the time, and you could go yeah. to it for mm-hmm. free. 
Yep. Hmm? Now it's a big time media extravaganza event, and you love, and it's fun to see. You know, you saw how big the Super Bowl parade was for Kansas City this mm-hmm. year, this past yep. year. Just wait to, I mean, I'm not going to act like this is a Super Bowl parade, but look, <clears throat> when it comes to being sports fans, them loyal Kansas City fans know what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk, I'm, you know, obviously I live out here in the St. Louis area and we talk about our biases, St. Louis being a sports town, a sports city. We are, but Kansas City deserves their love because. I mean, look, they've yeah. dealt with the struggling baseball team for so long. And let's not forget, before Andy Reid, this Colt or this Chiefs team was atrocious mm-hmm. for many years. <clears throat> so big Kansas red, City, baby. They, Kansas City, they even had NHL hockey at one at one time. Yep. They're now, now the we're just Jersey. they're the New but, Jersey Devils now. Yep, but they got Kansas, but you also got the Sporting KC, Major League Soccer, and now we hope a lot with basketball expansion, maybe basketball returning once again to to Kansas City. Oh, they'll have to play the games in the Sprint Center. I think the Kemper Arena is being torn down. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But folks, now you got me excited. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Hey, I'll take what we can get, folks. That'll. What I, I I have no idea. Only time will tell. Um. So, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. So, with that, folks, thank you so much for tuning in this week on Roundabout Sports. Um, and I want to thank my guests. Well, I want to thank my guests, Andrew Henson, my amazing co-host Parker. Um, and Parker, do you got an upcoming show you want to? Yeah, there. we're going to be uh, – uh, Robert's on vacation, but uh, when he gets back, we're going to be doing the newest episode of Down the Left Field Line. All righty. Well, yeah, gentlemen – He's been kind of busy with uh, a few of these Massachusetts college baseball teams that are going to, like, the Division II World Series. Oh, man. Well, with that, gentlemen, I'm actually going to let you go as we wrap it up here on Roundabout Sports. So both of you have a wonderful night, and I will talk well, to the two of you later. And we'll have to talk some uh, basketball history later. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to have an episode for that. So right. good night, gentlemen. Parker night, and you here on Roundabout Sports. Yeah, good night. And ladies and gentlemen, as we close, as always, remember here on Roundabout Sports, you want to go, and we have, as always, the NAMI hotline. And you can find it at 1-800-950-NAMI. That is 1-800-950-NAMI. The, it is the, the National Alliance of Mental Illness is the largest nonprofit grassroots organization dedicated to the awareness of mental health issues. It's a worthwhile organization to take a look at and talk about. And as always, we put at the closing of the show the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Uh, for that, you dial 988. As always, folks, understand that you're never alone in this world. You are put on this earth for a reason. You are loved so much. And there's always somebody out there willing to listen to you. You're just a phone call or a text message away. And to everybody listening, also, you can be the person that somebody needs to talk to. So never be afraid to listen out because your friend or loved one could very well need your help. Um, you know, we're all on the same planet. The least we can do is love and support one another. So I want to thank D 
Stu Henson once again for tuning in or for being on the show. Parkamania for being our host. Uh, co-host alongside me. Babs will be back shortly. Hollywood, we love you. And as always, I'm the maestro Jeremy Carp. And remember, life is a book full of empty pages just waiting to be written in. Make your lives worth reading.